Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Bootstrap Hawaii. This is Ryan Isaki, as usual. This is going to be a really short show. Um, like I said last week, my, my wife caught a cold, and so I've been on dad, daddy duty this whole time. Daddy, daddy duty. Um, and uh, yeah, I haven't had much time to work on Lesson Underground because of the fact of, you know, like taking care of the kid. And in, this, in addition to that, it was a really heavy ukulele underground week. Basically, um, there's a bunch of things that was going on with that company. And like I said in the past, like, you know, I'm still working at that company a lot. And it's just like Lesson Underground, it's kind of like, it was going to be like a really big thing. And now it's kind of taking like a backseat because it didn't plan out, pan out like how I wanted it. And so I'm, I'm kind of like the only one working on it. Not full time, but, you know, like whenever I can. And so this week, um, I just did some small changes to the landing page that we had. I didn't get a chance to totally redesign it. So I just kind of changed the verbiage a little bit. There's some typos and I got to get my partner to go in and correct my grammar because I'm not a very good writer. Um, and that's about it. I had another teacher call scheduled this morning, but we just couldn't get it to work. Like I was trying to call her and, well, first of all, I tried to call her on FaceTime and I, and I realized, I just realized this morning or I learned that you can't use FaceTime unless you have an iPhone because even though you have it on your computer and it says FaceTime and you can launch the app, uh, it doesn't, excuse me, it doesn't let you call anybody. And so that sucks. And so I couldn't, I was trying to call her phone and she wasn't answering. And so like, it was kind of like a big mess up. So I got to try to get her on the phone again. Um, but yeah, so in the future, what I guess what I'm working on this, this week and next week, my, my, one of my business partners are getting married, is getting married tomorrow. So probably going to be busy with that. Um, so, so, um, I don't know. I don't even know if he's going to come into work the week after that. So I might be picking up some slack a little bit, but, uh, yeah, so what I'm going to try to work on is the same thing. Like basically, I'll take a shot. Um, what I need to work on is getting more teachers uh, into our database of teachers. And database is a very loose term, basically just my list of teachers. So far I have, I forget, like six or seven or eight or something. I need around, I don't know how much I need, as much as possible. So I'm going to be going out and headhunting for ukulele teachers. And um, because my, my hypothesis, which I'm going to have to test Again, but like I said, this is going to be an MVP, so it's not going to cost us any money, just time, and so, which is good and bad. But my hypothesis is once I get a bunch of teachers in, getting the students shouldn't be as hard because Ukulele Underground's crossover appeal, I feel, is really strong. Um, we can pick up a lot of the stragglers and people that the video lessons aren't working for. We can pick them up on Lesson Underground, hopefully. And so that's the plan. Um, just trying to get more teachers on, onto the system or connect with more teachers, uh, so to say, and uh, we'll take it from there. So I don't, I don't have any goals for next week as far as like how many teachers I want to hit up, but I'm just going to start hitting up as much as I can. I think what I'm planning to do is just going to like music store websites and trying to get in touch with their teachers somehow, either just cold calling them or trying to get in touch with the, um, the music stores. I don't know if the music stores would want to let me give me access to their teachers without because that's kind of like they take a cut of the lesson. So I don't know. We'll see. Trying my, my, one of my New Year's resolutions this year was to be more wise and uh, not do... Be more wise in the sense of Sam Harris. Uh, Sam Harris's quote, if you don't like him, that's fine. Um, he's very polarizing. But he has a really great quote as far as what wisdom is. And he says, his quote is, wisdom is nothing more profound than simply being able to follow your own advice. And I've been you know, doing this for a long time and I've read a lot of things and I've done a lot of things and I kind of know what the best practices are 
just from, you know, reading and doing research and watching videos and just doing all these things and also doing it. But I've realized in the past that, not in the past, in the past few months, you know, when I was reflecting upon last year, coming up into this year, is that um, maybe I'm not per- behaving in the most wise way. I haven't been anyway. Like, you know, there's there's things that I know I should be doing for ukulele on the ground that I just haven't done or I wasn't doing um, last year or any year pri- prior, I guess. And so, like, this year, I'm, my one of my big New Year's resolutions was just to be more wise, you know, like, in the sense that I know what needs to be done or what I should be doing and what's the correct, the the quote-unquote correct way to run and grow an online business, I should be doing more of those things, such as uh, A-B testing, really tracking uh, crucial metrics. You know, I, and the thing is, like, I, I do these things, like, I've been doing these things, like, half-ass, basically. I need to just go all in, you know? I need to go just all in on these things and really be more wise in, in terms of just following my own advice. Because, like like Sam Harris says again, you know, if... if um, if someone were to come to me with all of my problems of my business, uh, it would be really easy to tell them, like, well, just do this, this, and this, you know. And it's really easy to diagnose someone else's problems, but it's really hard to do it for yourself, I think, a lot of times. So with that, um, so that's what I'm going to work on this. With, with Ukulele on the ground and Lesson on the ground. And uh, so that's basically for Lesson on the Ground's front, being more wise and, you know, just getting more teachers not really guessing too much what people want, but still doing more customer development. But I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty confident just from talking to everybody, people, I have a good grasp from of what people want. Um, if we're going to be able to get them, it's a total, total, totally different story. And this kind of segues into, I guess, my court, a quick little diatribe for today or my little rant is about um, not getting attached to, to the results. And this is a Buddhist philosophy. I've been getting really into uh, meditation within the, for the last two years. I meditate every. I've been meditating every day for like a, over a year now, uh, and it's been life changing. I think for I think a lot of people, especially entrepreneurs, could really benefit from meditating. And I kind of talked about it a little bit before, but I guess today I can talk a little bit more about why it's beneficial. And one of the key concepts of it that re- I feel really applies to entrepreneurship and business. So basically. Meditation has a really bad uh, branding problem in America. It's like you, when you hear meditation, you think of someone in like those kind of like bamboo pants that are like really soft and they're blowing in the wind and they're probably not wearing underwear and they're wearing like a, they have like a really uh, unkept uh, hairy chest that's peeking out of their V-neck also made a bamboo shirt or something. I don't know. Like, you know, this it just is a really bad ba- branding problem in America. But but um, the history of meditation is pretty in- interesting. And it's, you know, from Buddha, like the ones that I'm interested in is Vipassana or like a type of Buddhist meditation, which is basically just this. You're just, your goal of meditation is just trying to be aware of the fact that you're thinking. And by thinking, by well, when I say you're thinking, it's actually that you're actually not the one doing the thinking. It's just these thoughts popping up into your consciousness that you're not even controlling. And so when you meditate enough, and it's not, it's not like I'm a, I'm a guru or like an enlightened person or anything. It's just that I've been doing it long enough where I can kind of, I've got like a small glimpse of this, is that you begin to be able to tell and discern that, you know, like when your thoughts are kind of getting carried away and you're getting lost in your thought, you can 
identify that and then choose to, you know, not do that. Um, the analogy that I try to give, it's a terrible analogy, but when I talk to other people about meditation, it's basically your whole life is basically like what I've, I said basically three times. Oh, I hope you, I hope you don't die. Cause I just, that's like three shots right there. But what you're trying to do with meditation is, uh, like I said, you know, be aware of your thoughts. And so the analogy that I give is you, your whole life, you are watching a movie screen uh, as you walk through this world, you know, as you're growing up. Imagine like clockwork orange, you know, like you have your eyeballs pried open and you just can't look away from this screen. And what meditation allows you to do, and you know, while your eyeballs are pried open staring at the screen, you're, whatever is playing on the screen, you're, you're at full mercy of, you know, like if it gets exciting, you get excited. If it's sad, you get sad. Um, if it makes you very nervous or anxious, you get nervous and anxious. If, you, if it makes you upset and angry, you get angry. And so like you have this clockwork orange thing going on where your eyeballs are pried open, you're watching the screen and you just can't look away. And that's what 99% of the people living on this earth are doing. They're watching the screen, which is their life, go through, going through life without realizing that at any moment they can choose not to listen to the thoughts that's popping up in their brain and they can choose to be aware that, huh, I can actually look away from the screen and pop off these like metal things from my eyeballs and so I can close them or like just look away and realize that the screen is not the only thing that's out there. I can shift my head to the right and take a break from this craziness that's going on. And so this is why meditation is very powerful and important, I think, for entrepreneurs. And I, th- and I really encourage more people who are in business and, entre- and entrepreneurship to try it. You know, like I use Headspace and it's an app and it's totally not religious at all it's just a totally non-secular thing based on buddhist meditation principles but it's just like a really quick way to, you know like pop in do your 15 to 20 minutes a day as soon as you wake up or whenever you have time like me but basically it just allows you to like realize like holy shit i've been thinking about this stupid thing for 20 minutes now and this this week i've been doing a lot of stupid thinking because we got deals going on ukulele on the ground got a bunch of shit going on ukulele on the ground it's been taking up a lot of my brain power, and uh, but it's been the fact that I've been medita- meditating for like a year now. I can at least be conscious of it, and it's not to the point where I'm really great at like looking away from the screen yet. I'm still like looking away and then looking right back at the screen, but I can at least recognize and acknowledge the fact that the screen is going. And so this brings me to the second point: is that uh, one of the the key principles of Buddhism. And if you're not Buddhist, that's fine, you know, like, people don't realize that Buddhism is kind of like a religion, especially here in Hawaii, it's like, oh, you go to Buddhist church or whatever, but if you read any of the, like, you know, um, Siddhartha is the original Buddha, his his things that he wrote is basically just, like, practical philosophical advice, basically, based in things that could be useful for people in their everyday life, and basically, it's like, one of the key uh, principles that he teaches, and I said basically again, I'm sorry, guys, you're going to die this episode, uh, is um, for that that really relates to entrepreneurship is you don't get attached to re- to the results and and a lot of times people think oh if you get too zen out you know like you're gonna you're gonna um, lose your edge I, I think a lot of people are worried I was worried about this when I started meditating like oh what if I meditate too much and what's actually my I told my business partner this because what actually triggered my meditation is I went through this really rough period in 2004 where I had like this weird eye well first of all like I had all these personal things that came up and. It was incredibly stressful, which kind of triggered this weird eye disease that I had for like a year or my eyes were just fucked up for like pretty much a year. It made me like pretty depressed. 
and stuff. And so like, that's why I kind of started meditating. Cause it's like, if I could just stop being so anxious and depressed about my eye thing, then that'd be pretty cool. But um, one of the cool things about uh, the, the Siddhartha's, this is one, this one idea that he, he tried to try to communicate was, you know, don't, don't get attached to the results. Um, basically that means like, like I said, in business, a lot of people are afraid they're going to lose their edge because they, t- they think that they're, or I thought my superpower was the fact that I would worry about everything and I would think about all the possible outcomes and be, be able to identify like, okay, this is the worst one. And so let's not do that. And let's try to do this. But it turns out like when I did that anyway, I still fucked up quite a bit. Like I, I fucked up, um, this one time I was so afraid that we were going to get, you know, just shut down because the copyright holders for these songs were going to like, um, start you know suing us and stuff so we spent like a year and i got a shitload of money getting getting rights for this thing and then it turns out that a lot of these copyright holders actually don't even care or not that they don't care it's just that uh the amount of money that they care about is not like the amount of money that it costs for them to process our things that we were trying to like give them money for it wasn't even like worth their time to do and so that was like a stupid thing you know like we wasted basically a bunch of money and time finding out that nobody cares and, you know, they just got mad at us because like, oh, you can't be doing this and you shouldn't be using it. So pay us a bunch of money. And it's like, oh, fuck. Well, that was a big mistake. But that came from, you know, what I thought was my superpower, like thinking about all the possible negative outcomes and trying to hedge and uh, block and tackle these things. And so not getting attached to the results is basically you don't lose your edge when you start meditating. You just uh, you, you just give your best you do your best that you can and you, you're, you're, you're driving and you're passionate for doing what you want to do and you, you're, it doesn't mean that you're upset when it doesn't happen. It's just that you acknowledge the fact that maybe it's not going to happen and you don't get too attached to the end result. I think a lot of people, uh, so for Lesson on the Ground, for example, we, we assume that all these things were going to happen and this kind of goes back to, this kind of ties into like not making assumptions and being wiser. So it's all full circle here. But basically, when you uh, not, are not attached to, this, to the results, you don't expect anything, right? You just put your, you do your best that you can. You do everything you can to make something work, and then you put it onto the world. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And if it works, it's worked. It's fine. Uh, you become detached from the results, and that's like the ideal situation, right? Because the flip side of that is that while you're building or while you're, whatever doing something you're coming up with your ideas and stuff you you do what i did you know what i what i still struggle not to do and i still did like last year for lesson i was like you start doing projections like oh if we get 100 students paying 35 dollars a lesson every day we'll make a million dollars a year in the first you know like that's kind of stuff it doesn't matter because none of that is actually real and so that's part of the not being attached to the results before it actually happens and so and even when the results start happening, you know, and that, that this was one of the reasons why the lesson underground not working out like how I wanted it to didn't destroy me. I think like it would have maybe if I did this five years ago or, you know, like all the, I think I talked about the prior businesses that I ran in one of these episodes. It's like every single time one of those businesses failed, I was like destroyed, you know, like I was so attached to the results um, my the results that I wanted and also the results that happened. I was so attached to both of them that it just destroyed me every single time. The juxtaposition of what I wanted versus what actually happened was so devastating every single time that like it took me literally like sometimes it took me like years to get out of the funk and then try again, you know? It's like I said, I bounced between 
company I started, it failed, get a job because I was all depressed, become more depressed at the job, start another company, leave that, go back to the job, and bounce back and forth. And even, it, like, that's what I did for my, uh, the first half of my 20s. But now, you know, with Lesson on the Ground, we spent quite a bit of money. It didn't work like how I wanted it to, but I wasn't devastated this time. And I think a, a big part of that was meditation and also, you know, learning about these concepts of one and of not getting attached to the results because the results are the results whether you know you do everything you can you can't control the things that you can't control and i think that's part of like alcoholics anonymous's things or their pledge or whatever which is kind of funny it's kind of like christian slanted buddhism basically buddhism through a christian lens uh but that's basically it you know like don't worry about too much about the things you can't control worry about the things that you can control and then don't get attached to the results and so that's what I'm doing this year. That's what I'm trying to do for the rest of my life. Um, like I said, this is this this show, this podcast is going to be like a journey for uh, for us, and it's like part part of the benefits of you know my I'm a, I'm in a very fortunate situation. Like just the fact that I can do these things, and I'm sitting at home at three o'clock in the afternoon recording a podcast. I just ate an acai bowl for lunch, and I'm still in like I've wore I've never worn dress pants more than twice a year i think for the last eight years because i just oh facebook message because i just don't need to uh to wear them and i i, I don't know if i told the story in the podcast but the day that i quit my job my last real job i we had to take jobs after because we didn't have any money like part-time jobs but the day that i quit my my last real job on oahu and it was a great company i worked for i worked for Up, upspring media which is a great um, web design firm. If you want to get a website done on Oahu, I think Brandon and everybody there, Jamie and everybody there, is doing a great job still. And I worked there for two years. I threw my I threw my dress shoes in the trash can as soon as I got out of the office, and I was like, I'm never fucking wearing these things again because that's not the kind of life I want to live. So I'm in a very fortunate situation that I never had to go back to that great job. I mean, it wasn't it. It was it was a pretty good job. I think I I got paid what I deserved to be paid at the time, which was not very much but <laughs> so it's like it was a great job at the time when I was really young but uh uh yeah like it, I'm just in a really fortunate situation and so uh, I'm just trying to be more wise and this is going to be a, like a long journey of getting listen listen underground working again I don't really have a set like I said I'm not trying to be attached to the results I don't I just want it to be a useful product to everybody that uses it so with that, um, that's enough rambling for today. It's going to be, a sh- like I said, it's a short episode. Next week, hopefully, we'll see how much the wedding, my, my buddy's wedding takes up uh, of everybody's time and how I don't drink anymore, so I'm not going to be hungover. But, um, yeah, we'll see We'll see what it's like. Ukulele on the ground is still my main thing. Working on deals for that, p- doing paid acquisition for that. It, do you guys want me to talk about paid acquisition? Because that's kind of interesting thing. See, these are, these are the things that I wanted to start this podcast for, too, because... This might. End. I hope I'm not gonna talk about this episode. Maybe the next episode, if I don't do anything for Lesson in the Ground again for another week, or hardly do anything, I'll talk about this, these kind of things because these are things that I encountered. Like the further I got along, you know, like these um, vanity metrics versus real actual metrics. How to calculate real metrics? What are your real metrics? How to do paid acquisition after you have real metrics? And all these things are things that I had to learn along the way for Cool Underground. And you know, eventually I'm gonna do it for Lesson Underground too, but. I think I guess I can talk about that kind of stuff too because I think that would be really useful for people that are trying to get on, get off the ground. Although I don't know who's listening to this. I know there's a few dozen people 
listening to this podcast from the metrics that I have. I, I just use FeedBurner for metrics. I don't have um, LibSynth yet because I don't think it's worth me shelling out money for this podcast if I'm not going to try to monetize it at all. But I know there's a few dozen of you listening. So you tell me, what do you want to learn from uh, if I have any nuggets of uh, knowledge I can poop out? What, 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 what would you want to learn? Okay, I guess that's it. Uh, we'll talk to you all later. <laughs>